Can we all see that it's recording? Yes. Yes. Welcome everybody to episode 71 of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. Uh, last minute, uh, you know, we're uh, technically probably should have recorded this yesterday, but we didn't because uh, we had a Red Bar meetup. So some of us were busy. And uh, then we decided that uh, Bro was texting us back on our group chat and we decided to see if he was available on his night off. And he was, so we got Bro Dinky back with us. Bro, welcome back. This is now your fourth episode? I think, yeah. <laughs> you know, nice to be here again. It's been a little while. And uh, like I said, you guys picked a good night because it is my only night off this week. So glad I could <laughs> do something fun and productive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we threw up the bro signal and uh, and down he came to the basement. Bro Dinky headquarters. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Told St- the wife, putting on the headphones. I'll be back when I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're trying to make it a quick game. Got to be home in time for second dessert. So, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's good to have you back. And I guess we'll uh, let's just jump right in. We got a couple other topics to cover, but we always got to know what's in the glass and what is on the wrist. So, bro, lead us off if you please. Uh, I usually do whiskey and such, but uh, tonight I am sipping on some uh, Stella Artois. I mean, <laughs> Stella Artois, <laughs> just because we had uh, we had my little guys, we had a, a christening and a birthday over the weekend. So I have some extras lying around. So I'm trying to, you know, keep the inventory rotating a little bit. So I'm doing a little beer tonight. It's from Belgium. Fancy. On the wrist, I have uh, an old school uh, orange monster. Yeah. SKX781. So it doesn't have hacking, hand winding, any of that good stuff. But it does have the better markers, in my opinion. It doesn't have those the sharp teeth. I'm more into the uh, rectangular markers on it it's still got great loom and everything and i have it on an orange uncle seiko waffle so nice. orange on orange very summery those are uh kind of what i'm aiming for these days especially rubber straps nowadays are, are gold because sweaty season is here <laughs> yes it is yes it is stella's yeah. a good uh, celebratory beer that's what we uh we served at the wedding we had a bunch of nice. cases of that and uh we served at our wedding so that that i don't drink it enough but uh that's one that uh Near and dear to me too. Yeah, I find it's a good party beer because I there's not too many people who are really against it. Like some people, you get Corona, they're like, "Oh, that's you know Mexican pee water," and then everybody has something to say about something. But I, I feel like Stella's a pretty neutral mm-hmm. pick. Look, anyone that doesn't like Corona doesn't understand the importance of family. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, I don't think I could be friends with them. That's for sure. <laughs> The, I feel like if, if Corona would have just decided to put their beer in not clear bottles, uh, we all wouldn't have had that bad experience with buying a case that's been skunked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like brown well, bottles. Come on, guys. That's a good point. Why, why they have to do do that to us. Yeah. Well, con- congrats on the on the christening and the birthday party. That sounds like quite a, a busy thank weekend, you, but you. a very good one. Uh, really, I like I like the Orange Monster. I had a first gen, and I just didn't wear it en- enough and uh, sold it when I was downsizing the collection, I, I think, to buy the Breitling. Um, that's one I kind of wish I had back. It's one of those, I feel like it's one of those that you don't think about it much when you have it, and then when you don't have it, you're like, damn, that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. All right, Buzzy, what you got? All right. On my wrist, I have my Monta Sky Quest. 
It's been a while since I've worn this bad boy, so I'm breaking it out again. It got the Toolless Micro Adjust bracelet, which is another way to handle sweaty season. <laughs> um, haven't haven't worn it a bunch recently because I've been wearing our secret loner piece for Morris and oh, also my yeah. Doxa quite a bit. But uh, I'm going to be flying fairly soon. Uh, but to another location in Eastern time that will make the GMT even more superfluous than it always is. But yeah, I, I do think I'll bring it on my trip just for, for giggles. And, uh, in the glass, I'm sipping on some twinings, Earl gray decaf tea. I'm taking the night off, but Still, it's a pretty good decaf tea. Tastes very much like a, a normal Earl Grey. So there you go. go. Go get it, all the, the tea drinkers out there. All right. Well, I will I will finish it off with what's in the glass to start. And I just killed a bottle of Michter's Rye. It's a Spangler recommendation. Nice. Uh, but I made a Manhattan with it using... Antica formula or antique, yeah, yeah, Antica formula uh, vermouth. Working on finishing off that bottle that was recommended uh, to us by our friend Justin at Monta. And then uh, to top it off, I mean, threw a shake of bitters in there. And then I've also got a Luxardo cherry, which was uh, hey. Buzzy just got it in under the radar. Uh, Christmas right. in May when we recorded it at Old Pogue Distillery, got us our uh, jars of Luxardos right at the last day of May. Uh, Buzzy Claus come through. Nice. Buzzy Claws coming through Christmas in May. Uh, so I mixed that up. Although, so I'm almost done with it because there wasn't that much Mictors left. So I'll probably switch to Buffalo Trace, which is what I've got next to me for, for round two. Um, and then on my wrist, I haven't worn it in a while because I wore it for the better part of a week. It's the Omega Seamaster, uh, the watch that I took on vacation with me. Um, you know, we had our two vacation episodes. Uh, it wasn't the watch that I said I was planning. Like it was the watch that I said I was contractually obligated to take because it was my youngest son's first trip. So I had to take that. Um, wasn't the watch I would have probably taken. I probably would have taken the SPB 149 just because, you know, less valuable. It's a Seiko. It's bulletproof, all that stuff. Uh, but I wore this for a week, and it was nice to look down at and see it and not uh, really have to worry about it because it's uh, it's a fantastic travel watch. If it's good enough for, uh, for 007, it's good enough for me, even though I don't think you ever wore this color variation because I have the black and white. Um, but uh, that's what's on wrist. But uh, now that we got the, the pleasantries out of the way, I um, figured we'd just do a little bit of a, a recap, even though both of you guys weren't there. Um, saw some pretty cool stuff yesterday at the Red Bar meetup. Uh, we, uh, we had Adam Moore there, a uh, photographer who you know capture, captures pictures for Revolution, among other publications. Uh, he's doing his Red Bar tour, and I, I think we'll have the opportunity to talk to him a little bit about this on a future episode. Um, but we, we pulled out all the stops. All those of us who could make it brought a lot of stuff. Uh, he said we rivaled red bar Chicago in terms of a uh, quantity of watches and quality. So suck okay. on that red bar Chicago. That's right. <laughs> a big city. Yeah. Yeah. Bigger than Cincy. Uh, we do what we can though. Uh, so we had, we had a good time there. Um, he was arranging some pretty cool shots. We had, uh, the three, uh, three generations of, Seamaster going from Omega through Omega into the <laughs> most recent Omega, a uh, bunch of Speedmasters, really cool shot with like four or five doxes. One of which was his, uh, 
he's got a black lung um, re-edition uh, with the, the professional dial, which is really cool. Um, some watches traded hands, some other things were seen. It was pretty neat. Dustin uh, brought his his new heat, his uh, Lange chronograph and his gold speedy and his collective Moser. Dang. Um, and the Ming Diver. I mean, it was it was pretty. We had some pretty pretty good stuff there. There were like four Black Bay fifty eights, which is you know no surprise. Uh, Everybody <laughs> got that watch, um, except the silver wasn't there because Motor John uh, couldn't make it. He's on a motorcycle trip, so the other hobby he has, he was doing that and he couldn't make it. So that was uh, that was fun. But we got to meet a couple new people, new people to the Red Bar Chat, which was fun. Always good to meet new peeps. Um, we had probably like 14, 14 dudes there. Which was solid, you know, yeah, solid. I mean, we're no Boston yeah. Watch shots, you know, by any means. I saw their massive get together. Good for them. Uh, they had Oris yeah, that, there, which, yeah, that looked like a blast. That looked like a it really did look like a blast. It looked up. like a really good time. So, uh, got to see a picture of our, our friends uh, Lana on a NATO and Case and Crown. You know, yep. wreaking havoc. So, it's it's both, a good time. Both guests. Oh yeah, both guests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meetups. They're fun. If you haven't been to one, find one. Make sure you've got enough stuff on Instagram because that was uh, that's always the way in the door is to like make sure you look like a real person. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. People are, people bring in their heat don't want to have some randos coming and making off with $60,000 watches. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, the, the other thing that was very cool about the Boston Watch Shots meetup is that that was the first time that they did it in person ever. Because because they started, you know, during the pandemic. Yeah. So uh, that's really one hell of a, a first meet. Uh, pretty yeah. hard to top that. Yeah, forty people is insane. Yeah, forty so, people. Cool venue. Legit. Oris Airstream. Major brand. Yeah, major brand <laughs> pulling up in their their Airstream trailer. Like, yeah, good good work. Strong work. Got to talk to VJ about that because Airstreams are made in Ohio. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they're made in Ohio. So uh, maybe you need to bring that bad boy back to its uh, place of origin. <laughs> do, a, do a meetup here. We'll talk to him about that next week. But Yeah. Anyway, so we got we got a couple a couple new, well, three at least new watches to talk about. Um, figure we get some opinions. And uh, we can start with a new option from Oris. See what I did there? See what I did Ooh. there? <laughs> there uh, now, it's, this is a limited option because uh, it's their, uh, their, their 2021 Holstein limited edition, which they went new caliber in a smooth bezel, uh, big crown pointer date case, gray dial, small seconds, red arrow pointer date, bear on the back. I mean, it, it looks, uh, looks pretty good. It's a new Calibair because the, mm-hmm. it's based yes. off of the Calibair 400. Mm-hmm. I like I like the color scheme. It's very very pleasing. Um, the pointer date at, at first glance, seeing a an arrow on it instead of the little like half circle, confused me, and I immediately thought, "Oh, GMT," but. That's obviously incorrect. Um, would have been cool though. That would have been yeah. really cool though. <laughs> would have been super sick. Um, but I also think that you would get used to that. I like small seconds. I don't have a watch that has uh, those, but I would really, I, I could definitely see myself buying one like that. 
Normal size. I also. You normally right, Buzz? Hmm? Normal size, not small ones. Big seconds, nothing but big things. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, I really like the way that the the new caliber 400, how, how they've got five days on the dial. I think that's a really nice, non-shouty way of uh, denoting that they're packing something, some something different. Um, under the hood, especially considering how, you know, they, they launched it in the Aquas and it would be pretty difficult, um, possibly to, to tell what, which was, which without some sort of dial marking, Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's, it's subtle, it's classy. Um, I think it, it beats the snot out of some like caliber 400 or, you know, five lines of text i, I think automatic uh, 80 exactly <laughs> think it think it hits hits just perfectly yeah i agree i think uh, i think they didn't go over the top with it and i think that was a good move like you said there's not a million lines of text it's mostly pretty subdued you get the little bit of red to really bring out you know the emphasis of it being a pretty cool watch and all the little functions you're not confused it's a gmt <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I think I've always loved this case. Uh, I've always been kind of on the fence about picking one of these up. I haven't, but I've always liked it a lot. And I just, I think it's good. I think it it gives you everything that the quote unquote exploration watch you want in one of those. And that's kind of what's hot right now, especially with the Explorer 2's jumping up market and everybody, you know, everybody loves an Alpinist. So I think the exploration watch is still having its moment right now. So I think this was a good move by them. Um also, while we're on the topic of ORS, if I could just take a second to, I'd like to give them a big shout out because um, if any of you caught the live stream with Carolina Watch Club, I was talking about how I am raising money for breast cancer with a project called Real Men Wear Pink through American Cancer Society. And I talked to ORS and they are donating me a cotton candy to give to either do as a giveaway prize or an auction or some way to raise funds. So that's pretty awesome on their end. And I'd like to thank them personally for that. And I know they're good friends of yours. So Whoa. big thanks, Oris. Yeah. That is awesome. huge. That's huge. Pretty awesome. I figured real man wear pink, pink watch match made in heaven. That's oh, yeah. incredible. That's phenomenal. Yeah. And that's such a good watch too. Yes. <laughs> it's such yes. a good watch. <laughs> yeah. It's a great watch. It's new. There's there's lots of uh, lots of buzz about it. Oh man, that's perfect. Yeah, it's incredible. So that is big shout out to them for that. Wow, yeah. that is. I mean, not only like I like I like the big crown pointer date. It's great, but that's that, that's even right, that's, cooler news to be that's honest. Like, yeah, that's pretty. Lie. That's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, I like actually, I like the. I actually like it's different. I like the the lack of a coin edge bezel even though it's on the one that i have i like the coin edge bezel but it's just it, it i think it separates this model from the other ones and i think it's a slightly smaller case i think there's there, there are there might be two different sizes it's a thir- yeah. this one's the 38 and I, I think the the one that i've got the fratello oris is a 40 although i mean it really it, like it's you know you're really splitting hairs there because they both i would imagine wear really well because the 40 doesn't feel like it's a big watch by any means um so that's that's really i mean i think they really kind of nailed it and Everyone's talking about green, and we're going to get to a green watch next. But gray dials are kind of having a bit of a moment too. I know Nomos just came out with two. 
uh, that looked really good. Uh, gray and orange. This one's gray and red. I don't know. Gray, gray's a, it's a fun color. You know, it's, it's a neutral color. It, 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 it can, it can go with a lot of things. It won't clash Rick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, gray and red is a really awesome color combination. It, it like that red will help make, you know, the seconds hand and the, the pointer date pop, but not too much. Um, there's not too much of it. So yeah, I, I really like that piece. And man, I'm looking forward to see, uh, see what you, what you end up doing with the, uh, the cotton candy that yeah, I, I, I feeld obviously to the bro account. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's going to be through me necessarily or through the foundation because they have a bigger platform than I do. Oh and, yeah, yeah. You know they they've actually I've talked to them and they're actually going to be doing some watch related events and stuff. So that's pretty cool. So I figured they it'll be better in their hands than mine. But I kind of uh, married the two together. So that was awesome. that's awesome. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. That also, is great. Buzzy, can we get an official uh, pronunciation on the edition of this watch here from our resident? Uh, yeah, Hol- German. Holstein. Okay, there we go. There we go. Holstein. <laughs> it's actually Holstein. Um, there we go. The, the EI at the end. Yeah. I uh, I only know about the German Stadt Schleswig-Holstein, which is the northernmost Stadt in Germany, <laughs> known for the Holstein cows. But uh, apparently there's a, an area of Switzerland. Uh, it's Holstein also. Okay. I knew about the cows. That's about it. So yeah. That's it, the cool part about that part of the world for me though. Like because that little corner is split between so many countries, you have like Swiss, Italian, German, French, like everything kind of creeps in there. And so it's such like a, a little melting pot area. It's kind of cool. Oh, without a doubt. One of my good friends, um, he was on vacation over in northern Italy with uh, with his brother and his parents, and he's like, "I didn't know this, but apparently there's a fairly German part of Italy, and we <laughs> were the ones. That's where we were at. He's like, it's up in the mountains. And he's like, there's just a ton, ton of Germans. I mean, I think of, I think of the mountains of Italy. I think of Hannibal coming through with war elephants, but you know, I guess Germans work too. Yep. Yeah. Those, those war elephants didn't fare well in the snow in the winter in the mountains, from what I remember. They they didn't. And uh, one one uh, Roman historian notes that elephants are are made afraid by the squeals of pigs. I don't know the historicity of that statement, but. Uh, they also they just form their battle formations with with aisles in between the troops and just funneled the elephants through there. That was, uh, I guess, you just can't use the elephant trick too much. People people see it coming. I mean, I do know that the petting zoo isn't anywhere near the elephant house at the zoo. So like that, maybe <laughs> there's a thing there. <laughs> you heard it here first. Probably not if you read the whatever buzz was talking about reading. I can't, I always get it. Uh, it's not, it's, is it the Iliad that you're reading right now? Uh, no, I just finished the Aeneid, uh, which is ah, the, that's the right. founding story of Rome. Uh, Pius Aeneas and uh, several other Trojans flee uh, the fallen city of Troy to go found, found Rome. It's a good. It's a good book. It's a very easy read. Actually. Glad they uh, found it. Speaking of tricks, you can only use once <laughs> Trojan horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Yep. So, so here's here's the great thing. Okay. It's a gift. Yes. Cla- <laughs> Classics Corner 
with with your boy Buzzy. Um, so I, the the first classic book that I read um, kind of recently was the Iliad, the story of the Trojan War. Anyway, the very end. Okay, spoiler alert: Achilles slays Hector, and uh, you know things are looking bad for the Trojans. I'm like, all right. Finally, Troy's going to fall. This is going to be great. I can't stand Southern Cal, so I got no love for Troy. Especially as a domer. Boys, oh, it's yeah. happening. And they stop. The Iliad stops before the fall of Troy. You only hear about the fall of Troy in the second book of the Aeneid, where Aeneas tells uh, Queen Dido of Carthage about the fall of Troy. Yeah, it's good stuff. Was that the, uh, the was that one of the world's first cliffhangers? Pretty much. You have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea how disappointed I was. I was all jacked up to like just, just a big wooden rolly boy filled filled with soldiers <laughs> and some some deceit. Yeah, that seemed like great fun, but alas, it wasn't wasn't to wasn't to be wasn't to be. All right. Well, we've got a couple more watches to cover. Uh, I think uh, we'll move on next to uh, something that we're trying to help uh, Danny Milton dub the crocodile. Uh, <laughs> if you've read the Hodinkee article, the new Zenith uh, Safari. Uh, it's the it's the what is it? The Chronomaster uh, really Chronomaster the, revival. Yeah, revival. Yeah, the thirty-seven millimeter kind of squared off case. 384, I believe. 8384. Yeah, 8384 yeah. in blasted titanium. So very similar material to what they did with a the dark shadow, yep. uh, which is a really also a really good looking watch. But yeah. uh, black sub dials, uh, creamy loom, and um, you know green dial uh, on a green. It looks like it's supposed to be textile, but I think it's that textiled rubber that they use that they do. So it's yeah, a rubber I can't tell from looking at it. I thought it was yeah. made like a sailcloth at first. Yeah, yeah. but they've it's done hard. that on other ones where they like they make the rubber look like that, so that it's actually like you know more durable yeah. or you know more multi-purpose. I'm, I'm zooming like way in, and if they can do this to rubber, uh, more power to them because it, it looks looks cloth to me. But yeah. Boy, it's a good looking watch. Zenith, like they don't make bad watches. Like, no, not at all. God, they're so good. And chronographs, obviously, are what what they're really known for. They're gorgeous, 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 gorgeous. Now, could we have a, a similar game with Zenith Zenith? Is that a possible? We, we probably could. <laughs> um, I've not heard anybody say it yet from Zenith or Zenith. Or is is Zenith the watch company and Zenith is the old TV? TV. Or in the, uh, isn't that the North Star as well? Yeah. The, the uh, yeah. So if, we're, if we've got televisions that happen to live inside a massive wooden console it's a, 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 a zenith and if it's a watch that lives on your wrist, it's a zenith <laughs> yes with a crazy crazy ass chronograph yeah they've done uh, they've done a lot of go ahead buzz as beautiful as this one is and the creamy loom is absolutely the right call here with that green dial i think so um 
as good as this one is, I like a good bracelet, and I I think that I would would pass this up for the one that you've got, Spence. Just I mean, bracelet, I, yeah, wise alone. The bracelet's good. Like it's it's a good bracelet. It's not a great bracelet by any. I mean, it just. I wish they had found a way to make it taper, but it was at, you know, 19 millimeters and it's got a butterfly enclosure. So I don't really have any complaints about it. It just, I, I like a little bit of taper that said, I mean, I've got on my Seamaster that doesn't have any taper either. So like, I guess it's really not that big of a deal, but if John from brew can figure it out on the retromatic, like, come on guys, let's do this. Um, I'm kind of with you. Uh, Especially for, I mean, I mean, these are not cheap watches by any means. So like, I kind of like, I have a hard time when you start to get into certain price points. It's like, I should get a bracelet for that. Like, I feel like certain dollar amounts, like I should be spending money. I should, if I'm going to spend that kind of money, I should be getting a bracelet. Now, I don't know what a bracelet and blasted titanium would look like, but I figure it out. Like, right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is nine, nine grand. That's yeah. That's no mean feat. That's no small no. amount of money. Um, yeah, I, I just even if, even if the bracelet's not amazing. Um, granted, no one's going to sell you a bracelet on a nine grand watch that is objectively bad. True. Um, but yeah, I just I, I want a bracelet at at, at that price point. Um, the material so is that, very cool, though. On I, that I do watch, like on the great. standard one, on the panda dial, right, which is in steel, they offer it on the ladder bracelet. What do you guys think about that bracelet? It's a stretchy bracelet, I think. Right? Is that I don't know right? if it stretches and like. I th- I've heard people say it's like an oyster that has stretch, but I think that means that it's like an older oyster that kind of has some. Sag. Oh, okay. Well, so it's not me, like stretchy links. For me, I think it's, it would be a loser just because I have a little more arm hair than the average Joe, and I think I just think it would look really stupid if it was poking through. I, <laughs> it's not a knock against the watch at all; it's a knock against my own genetics. But I just, I, for me, I don't think it's going to work. I've not had a chance to try one on. I'm always intrigued by them, but I can't ever quite. I don't know. Like it's just not. I feel like there should be a link there, like, right? There should, there's a hole. There's a hole on the bracelet. There should be a link there. Like, why is there a hole in it? Like the other ones I never quite got were the, uh, like the big racing straps, like the leather straps with the big holes punched in them. Or like Don't a quite razor get those. bracelet. Yeah. Yeah. The razor yeah. bracelet. What's going on with those? Again, I can never do it. It looks cool in some pictures. Where I'm like, oh, that would be really nice. And I'm like, eh, not on me. I, yeah. <laughs> The razor bracelet, for some reason, like makes me think that I should be like on a Huey in Vietnam or something like that. <laughs> it seems of of that era. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see them do some sort of a bracelet in that blasted titanium, though. That would be that would be sick because they did it in the carbon for the one the one um, Defy, right? There you go. There we go. <laughs> nice. There it is. Yeah, the yeah bracelet people make bracelets in titanium all the time. Yeah. Pelagos yeah. has one. Yeah, Pelagos has a really good one. Some might it even does. say the best. <laughs> I uh, usually do. Yeah, <laughs> you do. <laughs> that was another watch, by the way. That in the beginning, I had no idea. I, I bounced back and forth on Pelagos, Pelagos, because I didn't know whether to go with the 
like area, like an archipelago, or <laughs> the term pelagic, which is basically like a trophic level of the ocean. So like I had no idea which way they were going with that. So I kind of <laughs> just went with what the AD said, which was pelago. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. I'll. <laughs> Pronunciation uh, is like a fun thing with watches because they they like to throw things right down the middle at you and just let you kind of decide for yourself. Zenith, Zenith, Omega, they do. Omega. Pelagos, Pelagos. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> you know? And it's funny because I try to like apply logic to it and it's, it only makes it worse. There's, there's literally nothing logical about any of the, any of this. <laughs> Why do we still wear mechanical watches? There's no reason to. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I, the interesting thing too, though, is I guess we should back up a little bit too, because they're not the only ones to release a green dialed chronograph with black subdials recently. Hoyer released that Monaco, which I want to like that watch more. I feel like it's just too thick. Like I've tried it on once or twice and it looks good and they do come on a bracelet, even though it looks kind of goofy on a bracelet. Yeah. Agreed. But like it's a square watch, but it's a thick square watch. And it's like, I want to, I want to like it more than I do. A lot of the same color scheme as the uh, Oris, the red accents, silver dial. Yeah, they have that one too, but they also did the, they did a green one. Yeah, they did a green one too. But yeah, you're right. They did do a silver one, a new limited edition. So, Yeah. yeah. But yeah, this Zenith, I do, I do like, you know what, the three, the eight revivals, the 386, 384, I love the K shapes and I like that they kind of offer them in that sort of smaller range of like, I think this one, I want to say this is 37. Mm -hmm. It is. Right. And so, so for a lot of people, I think that kind of bridges right between that, that for some reason disliked area of 36 that people seem to really reject nowadays, which I personally like. And then like the 38s, which is kind of like the low end for a lot of people. They're like a lot of people say, oh, I'm a 40 to 38 person or 42 to 38. So I think this kind of gives you a little bridge there. But it's a pretty unique K-shape and the lugs really bend downwards. So even though I've never tried one of these on, I have to assume they fit really nice. Yeah. I also like the distinction between Cream Loon and Fotina because I don't think this is Fotina. This looks like purposely Cream Loon to me. Like this, it kind of clashes with the dial color, whereas Fotina kind of has that worn look to it. So I can appreciate that. I, you know, the tough part about these watches is they come in at nine Gs, which is a hard area to play ball in because there's so much. Big time. Less, less nowadays because that used to be, you know, a lot of Rolex area, sub GMT area, and it's not anymore. Yeah. you know, a couple years ago, that was a really, really tough area to make headway in because you had so many options and you still do really. But, you know, like you said, for 9G, it's tough to not get a bracelet or at least multiple options. Good looking watch. And is is this is this coined now the Safari colorway? Is that between the, the Safari, between the that AP that yeah. came out? I feel I like everybody know. just refers to these as Safari now. Well, it's because it's green, which that's not like I, I'm. I'm with Danny on this one. I'm going crocodile. Like, <laughs> like I think I think that makes sense. I think yeah, that because like, like it. it's got it's you know it's got the two the two it has three sub dials, but I mean you figure it kind of looks like the two crocodile eyes right there. You know, I'd get I'll give yeah. him that. Um, I'm good with that. 
uh, I mean, yeah, anything that's like a green that isn't bright green. So like that, that Oyer that we were talking about, I wouldn't say that's a safari because that's a bright, very bright green, almost kind of like the Hulk. The Hulk's not a safari either. It's, right. It was a brighter green. Um, maybe it's like a dark green, like kind of like a hunter green, if you will, is what they're all dubbing safari. But like there's the desert. I, I, when I think safari, I don't know, I almost think more tan than I do green. Yeah, me like, too. I don't think of jungle safaris. I guess I think more of like African savanna safaris. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's Wild just where my head goes. <laughs> Serengeti. You go to the Serengeti. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever you're doing. You know. yeah, Obviously listening to a lot of Africa by Toto, because <laughs> if you're on the Serengeti and you're not blasting some Toto, I mean, you should be fine at the very least. It's a jam. Toto or Weezer. <laughs> yeah, Weezer does. Yeah, Weezer makes makes some great. Weezer covers. does a good Toto impression. <laughs> I might actually like Weezer's version of Rosanna better. It's I might. Good. It's very good. Although I'll say, I found a really good live version of Rosanna from like the 1993 Montro Jazz Festival on YouTube. That that version of that song is the best. Um, then probably Weezer's version, then probably Toto's recorded version. <laughs> Let's see if we get any comments out of that. <laughs> that was your that's Toto. Gonna the, uh, that's going to be in the, in the Apple, in the Apple comments. Yeah. That's our oh, Toto oh, time. Oh, out you guys right talk about <laughs> <laughs> our, our, our Weezer wind up. <laughs> uh, we're doing pretty good with the alliteration tonight. We got We do have to finish, um, with some tutor talk because uh, they forgot they, they announced the Marine National collab and instead released a blacked out ceramic tutor black Bay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, bro? You know, I described this and a lot of people really thought it was pretty funny. I described it as the, the answer to the question that nobody asked. Yeah. And, you know, I, I knew I knew when everybody was getting their hopes up for a reissued snowflake, I said, guys, don't do it. Don't don't get your hopes up. It's not happening. I, I promise. I've been here. I've been in this camp. I've been in the, the smaller Pelagos camp. I've been in the smaller GMT camp. I've been in the reissued snowflake camp. They're not happening. Just accept it. It's never going to happen. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I think I'm better on this side of the line because if it ever does happen, I'll just be so jazzed that it'll be, you know, euphoria. So I'm just going to go with the, it's never happening. And this is exactly what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> and then it also i think as everybody has pretty much said is it's a tiny kick in the pants to the guy who spent a quarter million dollars on a ceramic black bay at only watch <sighs> yeah but that guy got a really really awesome uh tutor that omega copied recently right <laughs> black loom and i know it was black black blacked out but i just i was a little i was a little head scratching had a head scratching moment when when i saw this release also it comes on a leather strap and Don't they give I was you a rubber with it too. They probably do. I think they do. It's probably a fabric. Yeah, yeah. But I was a little surprised with all of the love that the fifty-eight gets that this was not released in fifty-eight. Mm. I know they just released some fifty-eights, eighteen K, the silver. I figured yeah. this would be the trifecta of you know cute case materials for the fifty-eight. <laughs> cute case material. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I still have. I have tons of love for the Black Bay. I adore Tudor. It's. I just. They just like to make us scratch our heads. And I, I get that they kind of play in the fun end of the pond for the Rolex family and that, you know, Big Brother doesn't get to have the fun. Yeah. It's it's almost like Rolex is is 
is an actual big brother in the family where they get kind of held to that higher standard and Tudor just gets to, you know, get a C in math and go to parties <laughs> and come home drunk. Whereas the older brother, used to, you know, get their fingernails sniffed when they came in the door a minute late, you know, like that's, <laughs> it might just be cause I'm an older brother, but Hey, <laughs> yeah, it, it uh, sounded, sounds pretty familiar to me too. Very personal stories there. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that, I do, that's kind of the part what I like about Tudor is they do get to have that fun. And I think they've, I think they've had a, they have their goods and bads and you just kind of have to accept both and that they're a little bit of a testing ground. Um, but I still think if they refine some of their stranger offerings, I really think they really could be a, a, a major player. I mean, not that they're not, but I think they could really take on the Omegas, etc. Yeah. Well, I mean, this one was a shot across the bow with the Mitas <laughs> movement. Yes, it, yes, was. it was. Yeah. And obviously they decided to go for the Batman aesthetic. Um, yeah, you know, with the the fancy materials and and all of that. <sighs> yeah, it's it, it, anyone that that thought that that we were going to get a snowflake reissue. It's just like you, you just look over at them and go, huh, f- first time, huh, son?" Yeah, the, <laughs> James Franco meme, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really think I think it was the Marine National that really pushed people. They were like, "Here it comes. This is it. This the history is there. The stars have aligned." Wrong. Well, can can anybody can anybody clarify to me though? This wasn't the Marine National partnership. I mean, or was it? Because I don't know. Because I, it seemed like that was supposed to drop on the day this came out, and maybe the, they pushed it back. I don't know. It just it seemed like this was it, and then. It wasn't. I have no idea. They, did they, they got big timed by Yima. <laughs> yeah. Did they forget they that got scooped? Did they announce that? Did they forget that they're maybe? Did they get confused and say like, "Is it one of those like government contract things where everybody oh, bids and then they announce they and they just the announcement. Oh, you 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 spell you spell Tudor wrong. It says Yima here, but it's clearly yeah. Like, I think they might have botched the announcement. I yeah. I don't. What's still up there? It is still on Locked their. Through. It's still on their Instagram page, and I'm like, did they forget about this? Because it's it's clear. Like, and then out of nowhere, they make a big deal out of the master chronom or the 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 Mita certification, the master chronom. I was like, that is actually a really big deal. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. But that's not Marine National. Like, I'm like, where's the where's the tie-in? I don't. And you'd think it would come on an MN strap, right? Yeah, yeah. Huh? You would think. <laughs> Maybe I, they just, got overshadowed by the Daniel Wellington. Marine National collab. They might have. <laughs> <laughs> if people don't get that one, just go back a, a couple weeks in my page. You'll yeah, see. yeah. I just. I don't Thanks again, uh, Stockton. Yeah. No, he. Uh, yeah. He's a good guy. Orange. He actually just speaking of, he just picked up the silver tutor. <laughs> he did. Yeah. So um, cute case material. Yes, very cute case materials. But. Uh, this I, I don't know. this one would be does not having a loom pip or any sort of loom on the diver bezel bother you like it bothers me. Yeah. Yep. Here here's the thing though, they could have fixed that. They could have fixed it one way. You make that diver bezel a non-diver bezel and you make it bidirectional, and then nobody can complain. True. Just do that. Let it go both ways. And then nobody complains because I, I don't disagree with you that 
or at least just paint it like white or make it a different light. Like it is kind of tough to use the timing bezel with it being all blacked out. I mean, I know in better lighting, not in the renders, you can see it, but like, I do actually like to time stuff with my, like I, I I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mid thirties person. I grill a decent amount. And how am I supposed to know how long those burgers have been on? If I haven't forgotten to set my dive bezel, you know, bezel. that's my favorite complication. Test you know, clicks. <laughs> Like I just, I don't complain about it on a friction bezel because it goes both ways. Like on my, on my Seiko Turnograph, I don't have a problem with it not having a loom pip because it's not a, it's not a dive watch, but like, yeah, it should have some sort of a loom pip on it. I mean, maybe make it like they've made black loom before on that one watch they did that one time. So why not put a a black loom pip on it? (laughs) I wonder, I also wonder how it would look if, if it was uh, a fully loomed bezel so if if Ooh. all of the the numbers and, and dashes were filled okay. in i like where you're going here because i i think that part of what's making me scratch my head about this is the fact that only the mark the markers are the only thing that's not like black as night right i think that well, the hands when, aren't either right the hands are still well yeah i that's what i meant to say the markers in the handset um but that would be be kind of cool to see what it looks like i'm sure they i'm sure that they built one and decided not to do it for whatever reason i mean that's obviously a prototype that you're built if that you would build if you're a tutor but yeah i don't know i mean would i still like to see one in person yeah i think it's pretty neat i i remember reading this article when it came out and just thinking that that the uh, the master chronometer was such a shot across the b- the bow to Omega. Um, yeah, I mean it's really putting them on notice. That was mm-hmm. because Omega doing that was them putting the rest of the watch world on no- notice. Yeah. So, be interesting. Be interesting to see. Um, I mean. You build a cool movement like this, it's got to go other places too, right? Oh, yeah. And for what you're getting for under 5G, for a fully fully ceramic watch, Meta certified, that's, I mean, price-wise, I guess that's not really bad at all, is it? Well, no, because if you think about it, the chronograph that I've got doesn't have an in-house Meta certified movement. It's got a Valju 7753. I mean, a higher grade than just the normal one. But that watch before they discontinued it didn't come on a didn't come on a bracelet either. It came on uh, either a leather strap or a rubber strap, but only one, not both. Okay. And I think that watch retailed for north of five. Not what I paid for mine, because and you could yeah. get those for you know sell for all you got day. Discount. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like you, you, nobody ever paid. Nobody really ever paid retail for that watch because it, it wasn't a hot seller, which is why they discontinued. But it was a like I love mine. Yeah. It's a great all black watch. Um, and depending, like certain variants of it are more readable than others. That's why I went with the, the black and white version. Um, and this watch, I mean, I think from from telling the time with the way they've done the hands, you can see the time absolutely no problem. Legibility isn't an issue. Where I, I see, I, I can see that it might be on that Omega that came out because everything's black, including the loom. Which I feel like if you're going for a watch like that, like let's be real, this isn't going like nobody is picking up this tutor or that Omega as like your only watch. My and time fairness, piece. Yeah. My time tracking piece. Yeah. Like my, 
my, it, that, that Tudor chronograph wasn't my only watch. I bought that after I was bitten by the bug and after I had right. Black Bay. Like it was, it was one of those like, oh, it's a fun weekend watch. You know what I mean? Like that's, this isn't, this isn't a watch for that person who's only going to buy one. So, I mean, yeah, if you think about what they recently sold a ceramic chronograph for, that's a hell of a price. If you think about what you're getting there um, and the finishing on this one looks like it's a little bit better than on, on my fast rider. So uh, different, different, you know, you know, polished versus, you know, brushed in certain areas. Like it, I'd love to see one in person. And again, one of the things I'm going to give them credit for, just like all their other releases here since COVID happened, they're already in source. They've already been there. Like I, yep. Jordan Phillips had one within a week of the announcement, if not sooner. So like they, they've been announcing stuff as they've got it ready to go, at least the first round of shipments, uh, which is good. So uh, at least that's a good thing. I'm not going to complain about that. Even if it's not the watch for you, at least you can go see it if you want to see yeah. it. So never a bad thing. But The other interesting thing that I wonder about this, the description of the picture on Tudor uh, Instagram, meet our new watch ID, hold the guarantee card to your NFC-enabled smartphone to access the individual master chronometer performance data of your Meta-certified Black Bay Ceramic. Now, do you think it's yours somehow, or do you think that's just like the generic data of this watch? Because I don't well, understand I how it could be yours. So I think I think each, I think they log each test for each watch as they do it because okay. metis is is fully cased correct both i believe yeah yeah cased and uncased so yeah. when they case that watch back up it's going to have the serial number they should have the test results for that serial number they probably have that linked that would be my guess probably not real time because there's i was no gonna way. say how you can't it do it that way that would be amazing if they that, that would be cool would be that would be cool they could probably they, you know that i think only casio can do that with the the, the, the you know the, the g-shocks that are bluetooth enabled but like yeah I uh, I think that has to be how they're okay, doing it. So it's they, they yours test, from yeah. the factory. Guy. Yeah, was, when they did the test, then, out, yeah. Because that was like, cool. all right, if it's if it's just the generic data of the watch, that'd be pretty lame. Is really what I was saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, I guess the question there would be is, you need to find two people who've got this watch and have oh, them and test it. Hand out the same and, data. And all see if they hand out the same oh. data over and over again. <laughs> I just cringed <laughs> it'll have the different serial numbers oh you know it's the same same exact to the second yeah. oh they got to be smart enough to do that you have to I, at least like 15, 15 variants yeah. 15 variants they can't random all yeah. number generator, random number generator. Yeah. There you go. my man <laughs> how can we fake this but make it look real <laughs> Uh, that's uh, yeah. I still waiting for that Marine Nationale. <laughs> Maybe it's still coming. Maybe it's a snowflake. Come on, guys. <laughs> it's it's not going to be a snow. It's got to be a new Pelagos, right? Oh, right, guys. It's obvious. It would fit the bill. It really would. It's obviously neither of those things. It it's a Black Bay Fifty Eight GMT. They're never going to do that. Yeah, I'm about something that. they'll never do. They'll never do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, somebody, oh, it was at more watches had a pretty interesting rendering of a darker yeah, blue Pelagos on a Marine National strap that look, I mean, with the logo, that, yeah. that looks really good. <laughs> um, if that's what they do, that'd be pretty sick. Um, I don't know that you need another blue Pelagos 
uh, slightly different shade, but uh, I, I was hoping it wouldn't just be a Pelagos with the logo on it, and that's it. Yeah, because that would be pretty lame, also. Yeah, what but if I guess if they give, maybe if they give you the Metis certified movement, I guess that's cool, but not for me. Not enough. <laughs> what if it's like a Pelagos, but in a because the Pelagos is what forty two. Yep. What if it's a forty millimeter Pelagos? I mean, I think that would be pretty cool. And I think people would buy the heck out of it. <laughs> I don't disagree with that in the slightest. You think that you think they do it in steel? Maybe. I feel like they would have to differentiate it some way from the original to make that owning the original still worthwhile. Otherwise, you would just get a monster flipping. <laughs> Everybody would just toss their pelagos to the window. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I mean, you could you could do it in steel. You can make it smaller. Or you could do it with a sea dweller yeah. and make it bigger. Yeah. Make it a 44 millimeter <laughs> Which is what they're gonna do, right? Like if yes. you want to think, like how can we okay, how can we yes. what do they think we're gonna do? It'll be white. What gold. can we do that would make them really mad? <laughs> white gold Pelagos. 44 millimeters. Just clash the utility with dressiness. No loom. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they do. You do feel like this is what happens in their war room though, right? Like they're sitting around, what could how are we gonna tweak these bastards? What are we gonna Yeah. They're, they're trying to mix up nightmare fuel for us. <laughs> it, it just And the funny thing is is like you think, oh, they, they don't pay attention. Somebody's gotta be paying attention. Like they are. you know what I mean? Like they can't you had to know. When you tease the PO one, that everyone was going to lose their mind thinking it was that a tutor sub. I'm telling you, I had a field day with that, and that that got me a lot of followers. I really owe them big for that. <laughs> You're really indebted to tutor for that royal royal screw up. The brand that just keeps on giving, man. <laughs> gave me my entry into the luxury world. It gave me fuel to make memes. <laughs> Love those tutors. I just, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. Oh, and the funny thing is, is like so I got to do a little bit of research here. This is this is an interesting point. I want to know. So everyone says, "Oh, you can't, you can't get the, uh, you can't get the Tudor uh, movement in a in a case smaller than the GMT movement. You can't get it in a small case like that. How big? I want to see how big this is." Oh, I got something for you. Is this the, uh, yeah. So this is interesting. You know, they say you can't, so the, the, technically I guess the Black Bay 58 is a 39 and change millimeter case, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not quite 40. And they're like, oh, well, you want to see the the Black Bay GMT movement that they've got, the in-house GMT movement in that case. Oh, it won't fit. Uh, it definitely won't fit. Uh... So that movement, we, we, we know is in the Norcane Freedom 60 GMT. <laughs> Haven't heard whether or not those have date wheel issues yet. You know, we're waiting to find that out. Jury's still out. Haven't met anybody who owns this watch yet. But, you know, uh, we'll get there at some point. Um, how big do you think that Freedom 60 case is? 40 mils? Yep. Ooh. You can get it in a 40 millimeter case. Can you not get it in a 39 and a half? Like, come on. Maybe you can. That whole, that, granted, it is thick. It's 14 and a half millimeters thick. 
So it's not a thin watch for a 40 millimeter diameter. Mm-hmm. It's a 40 millimeter diameter case. Norcane's figuring it out. Just, just, on, guys. just dome the crystal even more than it is already and, and skinny up the case stack. Yep. Yeah. Just do it. And if you want, you can also steal the idea from Norcane to put an engravable plate on the side of your watch. <laughs> Yeah, that's I think a, they still have that. Invicta. Yeah, that's a that's a <laughs> that's a no for me, dog. <laughs> Hard pass. Hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> okay, I think I got it. The Marine National Pelagos is going to be. I think they're going to make it. The Pelagos has a pretty good depth rating. I feel like they're just going to make it a monster and make it seventeen millimeters thick. <laughs> Nobody will want it. Everybody will hate it. But you can go down to a bajillion meters. Great. <laughs> There's your rub. What they'll do is they'll make it the same size as the Sea Dweller, which I actually tried on our buddy's Sea Dweller 43 yesterday. And it's a, it wears really well for as big as it is. I've heard that. But but they'll make it with really long lugs and no articulation off the end link. <laughs> no taper, no nothing. No taper, no nothing. It's just going to stick. Actually, the, the end links are going to stick straight out, and then it'll come off, and it'll be like a corner. It'll, it'll make a cuff. I mean, they're they making square watches that I felt like. That. Have you ever tried on like a Longine Legends? That's how that's how yeah. it is. Like they just go off the end and yeah, yeah. Well, we talked Which about it. Uh, I love that watch. I really do. I love I love the the lugs. Hamilton Intramatic Chrono. We all love that watch. Yeah, it just has really a, long lugs and it just doesn't fit that well. It's like it's well, such I, a good looking watch, but if you have like a sub seven and a half inch wrist, it doesn't work. Yeah, well, the, and the that's problem on is the problem is that that's a, a, a cherished. Hamilton design thing, right? All of their field watches it does have some long, long, long lugs, but they because they're field watches, they're smaller cased and it's, it's not as egregious, but yeah, when you put that on the, a larger case, yep, bad things happen. Good Lord. Yeah. I feel like we just ended that with like a, okay, what can Tudor do to piss us off even more? I feel like that's a fun topic for an episode in itself, to be honest. God, just think of the most, like, think of what you, like, what would you want, but then figure out what the opposite is. And it'd be a pretty damn good prediction show. (laughs) It's like this with a gray dial. Oh, that sounds really cool. But in silver, why? (laughs) This with a green dial. Awesome. In 18 karat gold. What are you doing? (laughs) Like if they would have done the dial variants in steel like they did with the blue one for the 58. Could you match like they'd sell, they'd sell so many of them like Mm -hmm. a green dial, black Bay 58. Come on. Mm -hmm. I think even if they did a green dial, black Bay 58 in a bronze case, they'd sell a ton. Not quite as many as steel. But in bronze, like essentially that watch, but that br- like it'll turn like brown with a green dial. Like you could make that work. I think that would look good with the one they did with, with the uh, 18K. I think yeah. if they use that green with the bronze, I feel like once the bronze patina is out, I feel like that would look really good actually. Oh, exactly. No, yeah. well, and their bronze patina is really well. Uh, our our buddy uh, Swiss Riss, uh, he keeps wearing his to the Red Bar meetups and it keeps getting slightly darker, but it's not green. It just keeps getting darker and darker and darker. And it looks really good. He's got the original uh, Black Bay bronze and that with like a, a bright green dial. I dig it. 
You know, I think you're right. I don't think this has to do anything with the Marine Nationale deal. Because I'm looking at their Instagram and under novelties, it's in there. And then under the MN announcement, it has a whole bunch of historical stuff about early Tudor divers and the snowflake. And then it's like coming soon. And it doesn't end with the ceramic, which means I don't think it is. I think uh, they might have smokescreened us with the ceramic to buy time or something. Or <laughs> They've got something up their sleeve. The 18 millimeter Pelagos is coming. They smokescreened <laughs> us with a ceramic Mita certified watch in order to like whatever rebadge job they have cooked up for this Marine National. <laughs> Actually going to look exactly like the Yema GMT, but it's going to say Tudor instead. <laughs> They're going to get outsourced Yema GMT movements. <laughs> Maybe that's how they'll fit it in the 58 case. <laughs> You heard it here first. Tudor using Yemma GMT movements for their new Rain National Black Bay 58 GMT. I feel like Periscope. (laughs) (laughs) Breaking the hard truths. Somebody's got to. I think we got to end there. Like, I don't think we're going to top that. (laughs) I don't think we're topping that. Um, so, bro, as always, it's a pleasure to have you back uh, to record a quick hitter episode uh, on a random Tuesday for uh, yeah, for release anytime. tomorrow morning. Um, uh, congrats on the christening, on the on, happy birthday to the little guy. And uh, thank you, thank you. I, I mean, I'm sure we'll we'll keep chatting to see what they come out with. Uh, and obviously, you know, when your schedule allows, have you back again at some point. But uh, you're our first four peak guest. I'm pretty sure at this. Let's point. Let's go. Yeah, you got you got to keep you. Anytime somebody gets close, you have to come and record a couple more episodes to make sure That's that right, you right. Uh, you stay. So uh, big numbers. Always it's a pleasure. Keep those Definitely. numbers up. All right. Yeah, and, yeah, and uh, obviously, uh, I think clearly, you know, obviously follow Bro to uh, catch some more Tudor Tudor Dank memes because uh, we gave us more material tonight. Um, and then, yeah, looking forward to see what, uh, what you and Oris end up doing with the uh, the cotton candy. That's actually really really cool, uh, really awesome that they reached out and you guys were able to you know, are able to make something. I reached out to them and they were nice enough to uh, to get back to me. And we had a little discussion and they were very cool. So. That is awesome. All things worked out. It's for a good cause. Pay attention. I can say, we will, I, can say yeah. I did something with my following. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, something the thing is, is we uh, we will obviously all uh, hype, the, hype the crap out of that as soon as uh, we know what's going to happen. So uh, stay tuned. We will keep everybody who cares to listen informed. So, awesome. yeah. All right, man. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch right, everybody bye. later. Yeah, be well. Definitely. See you.